God is a very present help in trouble. Seven seven six four trouble with a purpose part two. Thank you for joining brothers of the word because brother, you need the word. We welcome all of you joining us by television, and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or Facebook Live. Delighted to have you to join us and worship with us. On this wonderful day, we'd like to share just a little humor. A kindergarten teacher was walking around the classroom observing the students while they were drawing. And stopping at the desk of one little girl who was working hard on her drawing, the teacher asked what the girl was drawing. And the girl replied, I'm drawing God. And the teacher paused and said, but no one knows what God looks like. Without missing a beat or licking up from her drawing, the little girl replied, They will in a minute. <laughs> well, we've been looking at a scripture over in the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And we'll read verses 3 through 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And we'll read verses 3 through 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 10. And it reads there, says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort where we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings, which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall you be also of the consolation. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. And so we're doing part two of a series entitled Trouble with a Purpose, Trouble with a purpose, trouble with a purpose. They were having some trouble, and this relates to all of us. How many of you have ever had any trouble in your life? <laughs> well, this is something that's common to man. We all go through times of trouble. We all go through things in life. We all have challenges. Life itself just has challenges. Sometimes 
trouble comes against you sometimes because you're doing right. Because you're doing right, sometimes trouble will come against you. Sometimes trouble will come against you because you're doing wrong. And then sometimes trouble comes against you for no apparent reason at all. <laughs> and so we all face trouble. It's common to man. It's a part of life. There are ups and downs. There are hills and valleys, mountains and valleys. There's the ebb and flow of life. And so we're always in situations where we're always facing challenges in life. That's just a part of life, and it's common to man. And so here we learn that if we put our trust in God, that God brings us through. God brings us through trouble. God brings us through challenges. And God is always on our side. He's always with us. In verse 4, notice it says... It's talking about comfort here in verse 4. Now, I had never paid this any attention, but the Holy Spirit pointed this out to me. He said, notice that the word comfort or some derivative of comfort is mentioned four times in verse 4. Now, I said, oh, that is interesting. I had never paid that attention, but let's look at them and let's count them. Who comforteth us, that's one, who comforteth us, in all our tribulation or trouble that we may be able to comfort, that's to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort, that's three, wherewith we ourselves are comforted, that's four, of God. So he mentions comfort or some derivative of comfort four times in verse Four, four times in verse four. Well, the Holy Spirit just pointed that out to me, and he wanted me to share just a little bit about comfort. I said, all right, I hear you, Holy Ghost. Let's go. <laughs> comfort. Now, this word comfort here is actually, comfort is actually a person. Comfort is not merely putting your hand on somebody's back and, you know, patting their back, saying it'll be all right. That's a form of comfort, but comfort is actually a person. Comfort is the Holy Spirit. Comfort, he is the comforter. Jesus said, I must go away so I can send the comforter. I can send the comforter to you. So the comforter is actually a person. It's the Holy Spirit. And so his name in the Greek is the Greek word paraclete. He's a paraclete. Everybody say paraclete. Now, when I was a little boy, I had a parakeet. Not parakeet, paraclete. <laughs> I had a couple of parakeets when I was a little boy. Would you all like to hear a sad story? When I was a little boy, let me tell you. This doesn't have anything to do with my message. Well, I guess in a way it could. It doesn't have anything to do with my message. But when I was a little boy, I had a parakeet and loved my parakeet. In fact, I was sick one time, and my mother brought me the parakeet home. And when she brought it home... I was so excited to get the parakeet. Uh, para, now, see, y'all got me trying to say parakeet. <laughs> I was so excited to get the parakeet that it actually healed me. So I was no longer sick. When she came in the door, I was so excited. The sickness just left. And then that, that's a phenomenon, that you could be so excited over something that it heals your body. I experienced that as a little boy. Because, I mean, I literally had the flu. And when she walked in with my parakeet, I got so excited over the parakeet that I was instantly healed. And I was thinking about that phenomenon that you can get so excited about something that it can literally drive sickness out of your body. Isn't that something, how your emotions affect your physical health? 
In fact, a little later in the message, I was going to talk about how even science now talks about how a positive attitude speeds up healing. People recover faster from surgeries and so forth if they have a positive attitude. A science has discovered the link between the mind and the body or the brain and the body. There is a link between the emotional state of the mind, the attitude, and the physical body. There is a link. Science has found that link. But anyway, I found that link when I was a little boy. <laughs> Because I was healed when my mother came in with that parakeet. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, I came home one day and my cage was turned over and we had a cat. Do I need to say anything else? <laughs> and I cried and cried when I found out the cat had eaten my parakeet. And I don't know why I brought that up, but I needed comfort. So we're talking about comfort. I guess that's what the Holy Spirit wanted me to say. <laughs> I needed comfort. <laughs> so I remember my brother Bernard. He said, son, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll get you another parakeet. <laughs> so that's my story on comfort. But the comforter is a person. It's the Holy Spirit um, paraclete in the Greek. Now this word here that we're reading about in Second Corinthians, where it says in verse 4, it talks about God who comforteth us and all of our trouble, and we're to comfort others with the same comfort. And it just talks about comfort, comfort, comfort. But anyway, in the Greek, that's the kin word to the Holy Spirit. And so it's the word paraklesis, paraklesis, and para, parakaleo, parakaleo, and paraklesis. So those are some other cousin words to paraclete, but they all mean the same thing. They mean to, to come alongside one to help. Comforter comes alongside one to help. So when God comforts us in all of our trouble, it means he comes alongside us to help us. Isn't that good news? God comes alongside us. God comes alongside us to help. He comforts us in all of our trouble. Just to give you a biblical proof of that, that he comes alongside us to help us when we're in trouble. Flip over to Psalms 46. I love it when the Bible defines itself. The Bible defines itself. You're going to see the paraclete. You'll see the paraclete. Not the parakeet, but the paraclete here in action. Psalms 46. Psalms 46, verse 1. Now remember I said the definition is one who comes alongside to help. Comfort is him coming along. That's God coming alongside us to help us. Look at Psalms 46 verse 1. Notice what it says. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help. There's that word help. One who comes alongside to help when you're in trouble. That's that comforter. That's the comforter. A very present help in trouble. God is a very present help in trouble. That's the paraclete, the paraclete, the paraclesis. He's the one who comforts us. He comes alongside us to help. Very present help. Another translation said that abundant available help is available. An abundantly available help. That God is an abundantly available help. That another translation says that he's an exceedingly ready help. In time of distress, exceedingly ready help in time of distress. So he's a very present help 
in trouble. God's a very present help. That's the comfort of the Holy Spirit. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. And I like that now. It didn't say he was a present help. It said he's a very present help. And that word very there is put in there to add emphasis to, the, to his presence that he's actively engaged and he's actively on the scene. He's actively with you. And it said he's not just present. He's a very present help. Very present. Now whenever you see the word very, that's really bringing it out. You know, sometimes you'll see very on menu items. You know, a lot of times I may be in a smoothie shop and they may have a very berry smoothie. When they say very berry, <laughs> that means it has a whole lot of berries in it. <laughs> so berry really brings it out. So he's not just a present help. He's a very, very present help. That means he's on the scene. He's active. He's energized. He's available abundantly, exceedingly abundantly available to help. Oh man, and so God's on the scene to help. Aren't you glad? He's a very, very present. Not just a present help. He's a very present help. Very present help. Very present help in a time of trouble. You know, sometimes when trouble comes, certain people you can't depend on. You know, certain people, they go missing in action when you really need them. We had a young man at work, and we noticed that whenever there was going to be a heavy workload coming up, he would be absent on those days. And we just noticed a pattern. He would somehow just learn how to call in sick on those days would be a heavy workload. And we noticed that he was dodging the work when there would be trouble. And now he's no longer with us, so he's permanently dodged it. But anyway... <laughs> God's a very present, so God has helped when you need it. God has helped when you need it, and he's right there. Very, very present help. Very present help. Now, when you talk about very present help, it also means, you know, sometimes somebody can be with you in body, but they're not there in mind, you know? Uh, you know, especially now with all of the electronic gadgets that we have in our smartphones and so forth. You can be having dinner, you're physically there, but you're not there, you're not engaged, you're not conscious, you're not conscious. I learned something from Brian Byro a few years ago, and I always remembered it, but he said whenever you're helping somebody, or whenever you're giving to someone, he said use the ESPN method. Anybody watch ESPN? Anybody watch so ESPN sports? We got a few sports fans. I like the ESPN because it makes it easy to remember. He said, use the ESPN method. Anytime you want to give to someone or help someone, use the ESPN method. And the E is energy and effort. Exert energy and effort when you're giving to someone. Energy and effort. Put some effort in it. Put some energy in it. Don't just haphazardly do something, but put some energy and effort. Energy and effort. The S is surprise. Surprise them. Surprise. Anytime you want to do something good for someone, put energy and effort in it. The E, the S is surprise them. Surprise them. Then here's the P, what we're talking about now. The P is present. Be fully present. And that's exactly what he's saying. Be fully present. Be fully present. Be fully engaged. Give them your undivided attention. Be fully present. Energy and effort. Surprise them. The P is present. And then the N is now. Do it now. Do it now. So use energy and effort. Surprise them. Be fully present. Do it now. That's the ESPN 
method of helping people and giving to others. Use the ESPN. Turn to your neighbor and say, use the ESPN method. So next time you're watching the sports channel, you know, you'll think about doing good to someone. Use the ESPN. ESPN. Use energy and effort. Surprise them. Be fully present. Be fully present. Do it now. So God is fully present. God is a very present help in a time of trouble. Praise God. I'm just so glad that God is there, man. He's a present help in the time of trouble. Very present help. Very present help. He doesn't go off missing. And let me actually give you three things that this very present means or the connotation of what it represents. Number one, it represents that he is with us and he is very near. Very present help in trouble. I mean, he's with us and he is near. He is with us and he is near. Near. And then number two, very present It actually means reliable, means tested, means tried, means proven. So God is not just there, but God is tried. God is tested. God is proven. God is reliable. He brought you out before. He's been with you all along. And so this is what it's saying. When it says he's a very present help in trouble... It's calling on you to remember who he is and remember all the times he brought you out before. When you didn't think you would make it, you didn't think you would be here, but he was with you back then. He delivered you back then when you didn't know how you were going to make it. He kept you back then. Is that he's reliable. He has a track record. He has a track record. He has a track record. He's tested. He's proven. He's reliable. He's faithful. So when it says he's a very present help, that's what it's saying. It's saying it's someone who's with us, someone who's near, someone who has a track record. He's reliable. You can count on him. He's tested. It's proven. Man. And he's always there without fail. So he's proven. He's reliable, tested, and tried. He's with us. He's near. And then number three, very present means that his help is sufficient. His help is sufficient. Now see, sometimes you can have somebody who's with you, but they don't have the sufficiency to really help you. They can put their hand on their back, but that's all they can do. (laughs) But it's another thing. Now say like if you were in a financial jam, it would be something for, you know, a homeless person to pat you on the back and comfort you. But it'd be different if Bill Gates was there patting you on the back and comforting you because he had the sufficiency. He has the sufficiency to help you. (laughs) So this is what it's saying to God. He's not only present, he has a sufficiency. He's all sufficient. He has sufficiency. Everybody say sufficiency. So he has help that's sufficient, meaning that it is accommodating all things. No matter what it is, he's sufficient. No matter if it's a marital relationship, his help is sufficient. No matter if it's a financial struggle, his help, is sufficient. No matter if it's a physical illness, his help is sufficient. No matter what it is, his help is sufficient. Isn't that good? Give God some praise. His help is sufficient. His help is sufficient. He is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. And that's what he's saying. My help is sufficient. No matter what it is, 
I am all sufficient. I am your sufficiency. I am your sufficiency. He's a very present help in a time of trouble. He wants you to know that he's near. He's with you. He's near. He's proven. He's tried. He's reliable. He's tested. He also wants you to know he's sufficient. His help is sufficient. His help is sufficient. Those are three things in that very present help. Three things in the very present help. Now, in conclusion, I don't have but a couple of minutes left, but in conclusion on this part two of trouble with a purpose, we were just talking about really that word comfort, the comforter, and all of those derivatives of comfort there. So comfort means, you know, one who comes alongside to help. We just went through that. It also means God's strengthening presence, his strengthening presence. That God can provide strength in any circumstance. He upholds us. He undergirds us. He strengthens us. So there's a strengthening in that presence. There's a strengthening in that presence. So when he's a very present help, there's a strengthening. When he comforts us, there's a strengthening. Everybody say strengthening presence. Strengthening presence. There's a strengthening and there's a strength in his presence. There's a strength in his presence. There's a strength in his presence. And then, then the final part of that is encouragement, 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 encouragement. He comes along as a part of his comfort to us. He comes alongside to help. There's a strengthening present. And then there's encouragement. God actually encourages us. He encourages us in a variety of ways. He encourages us by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit himself. I've had times where the Holy Spirit just came upon me. Man, and just encouraged me just lifted me. So he encourages us by the Holy Spirit. He encourages us by his word. You can just get in the word, man, and spend some hours in the word. It'll bring encouragement to your heart, encouragement to your soul. In fact, when you're going through trouble, I would admonish you, keep the word going all the time. Keep the word going. Stay up under the word. 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 There was one man going through trouble, and he said that he bought 12 tape recorders, and he put one in every room of the house. So he said no matter whatever room he went into, the word of God was talking to him. He didn't allow discouragement to come in any room. And that's where you have to be when you're going through something. You got to create. Man, you got to create something. You want to create what's coming into you. And so, but anyway, God's word brings encouragement. And then God uses people. God uses people. God uses people. God uses people to bring encouragement to us. Praise God. I'm out of time. Those of you watching my television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this message series in its entirety. Trouble with a purpose. Absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because brother, you need the word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part two of the series titled Trouble with a Purpose by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7764. That's 7764. To listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 7764 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothers of the word.com often because brother you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.